Hello, Disney fans, and welcome to the show. My name is Austin Terrace, and I'm joined here today by my wonderful sister, Emma. Hi, everyone. Coming up on this episode of Disney Daydream, face masks are now optional indoors and outdoors for fully vaccinated guests at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Disney is launching Story Living, residential communities designed by Imagineers, and a brawl breaks out at Disney Springs. Later on, we'll share some kid-friendly Disney World itineraries. So, take a little break in your busy day, and let's start daydreaming. If you haven't followed us yet on Instagram, please do so at Diz Daydream. On Facebook, we are Disney Daydream Podcast. Make sure that you've left a review and rated our show on whatever listening platform you prefer. And if you would like to be a financial supporter of our show, we have a Patreon page. That is patreon.com slash Disney Daydream. And we give our patrons some special perks that include access to many episodes we do some free merchandise, uh, shout-outs. The list goes on, and we have tiers starting for as low as $3 a month. And every little bit helps because we have um, fees to license music. Now that we are recording the show remotely, uh, to do that with decent quality, we're paying a subscription to a service for that. Uh, for hosting our podcast episodes, we're paying a subscription for that. So we do incur some costs to produce Disney Daydream for you. And if you really like the content, then we appreciate your contribution. The show is sponsored by our wonderful patrons and by Daydream Travel Agency. Your experts at planning the perfect trip to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or Aulani, you can check out daydreamtravelagency.com if you want more information. Emma, do you like free stuff? I love free stuff. Who doesn't like free stuff? And that's exactly what you get by working with a travel agent who books through Disney because Disney pays that commission. You don't pay anything. You just get some extra support. And in these times where things constantly are changing and shifting around, you want someone who is updated with the latest travel information. We'll head into our news topics for today, but before we do that, I just wanted to tell our listeners something incredibly exciting. The program that I'm in has provided each student with some money to use for networking and professional development purposes because of covid they usually do like a spring break immersion trip going to la or san francisco or new york city and the logistics of that couldn't really happen this year so they were just like hey if there's anything that you want to do submit a proposal and you have this much money to spend so along with a few other friends 
who love theme parks and themed entertainment. Our proposal has been submitted to head out to Disney World for about five days to network with cast members in and out of the parks, people involved with Disney Entertainment, Disney Cruise Line. Uh, Yes, Universal as well. We got to share some love with that. And, you know, because some of you know that I, I'm into music and acapella, there's a national acapella conference happening there. So I'm going to swing over there for a couple of days, too. It's going to be an amazing trip. And I feel less guilty about it, Emma, to be honest, because I'm not paying for most of it. Everybody knows that I was super upset with Disney over the release of Genie Plus a few months ago, and I canceled my December trip. I probably still should feel guilty because, you know, Disney is getting that money anyway. But hey, at least it's not coming from my pocket. So that makes it okay. <laughs> I feel the same way about my trip. Um, I'm also going to Disney just here in like less than two weeks. And um, I'm not paying for it. So it's okay. <laughs> So it's all good. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, just using the the system to our advantage as anybody would. Um, But no, I I am really excited to just have the chance to interact with some people who are working for the organization. And we have some meetings lined up so far. The one I'm super interested in talking to is somebody who's leading the entertainment on the Disney Wish. So we'll be Zooming with that person. Um, one of the days. And they're out in Germany right now, of course, getting getting things ready to go. And we're also meeting with somebody who's in charge of basically the planning and organization of the Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. So that's going to be fun as well. But I can't wait for, for you to get out there too, Emma. We'll have to share some reviews about the 50th anniversary activities now that we've been able to you know, experience it firsthand. And okay, news story number one, face masks are now optional indoors and outdoors for fully vaccinated guests at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. This also includes cast members as well. So with COVID infection numbers down nationwide, face masks are becoming optional. This started on February 17th. And it marks the second time that Disney has eliminated the face mask policy. The first time was a very brief period during the summer, which coincidentally matched up with our last vacation. (laughs) And it follows a broader trend of states deciding to eliminate these masking mandates. So just know that if you are immunocompromised, If you're uncomfortable being in crowded places where people aren't masking, then you might want to rethink your Disney trip. But at this time, there's still no mask updates on Disney Cruise Line. And just like before, you still have to wear a mask if you're on Disney transportation. So safety guidance on transportation, things like ferries and buses and the Skyliner, that's like out of Disney's hands. I'm pretty sure that's handled at either the the statewide or county wide level for Disney. So they don't really have any say um, in terms of that. Uh, Okay. There was a huge announcement um, that kind of took the, the Twitter verse and the social media (laughs) space by storm last week. Emma, you're going to share this with us. Okay. So 
Here's something very exciting. Disney is launching a new series of neighborhoods called Story Living by Disney, with the first Cotino coming soon to Coachella Valley in Rancho Mirage, California. These communities, designed by Walt Disney Imagineers, are intended to, quote, inspire residents to foster new friendships, pursue their interests, and write the next exciting chapter in their lives. There will be a club membership with access to wellness programming, entertainment, philanthropic endeavors, seminars, and more. Some neighborhoods will be reserved for for residents 55 and over. Okay, so there was a lot of information uh, released with Disney's announcement. So here it is. For centuries, humanity has been drawn to the sands, mountains, springs, and valleys of the Palm Desert. Its unique climate, diverse flora and fauna, and boundless beauty have inspired generations of makers from original inhabitant Cahuilla basket weavers and storytellers to contemporary artists and innovators, all for good reason. The many colors of this natural wonderland surprise first-time visitors with vivid greens, liquid blues, and dynamic reds and yellows, bringing unexpected life to the ruddy cocoa tones that frame the landscape in grandeur. I just want to, real quick before I continue... I find it interesting that the way they describe blue was liquid. Like they they use descriptive words for everything else, but then liquid blues. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, now inspired by both the landscape and its history, the unique magic of the region has been combined with the imagination of Disney to make something new. Cotino, a story living by Disney community. This brilliant living painting is not only fueled by its own dynamic energy, but empowers all who live here, creating a vibrant atmosphere that encourages residents to keep dreaming and keep doing. Offering a range of home types to choose from, including condominiums and single-family homes. In addition to the residential component, the Coutinho community has zoning approvals for the development of a hotel and a range of shopping, dining, and entertainment offerings anchored by an approximate 24-acre grand oasis featuring the clearest turquoise waters with Crystal Lagoons technology and a promenade area offering vistas of the oasis and the Santa Ana mountain range in the distance. A portion of the oasis will include a professionally managed beach park with recreational water activities that can be accessed by the public through the purchase of a day pass. The result, a place to discover new passions and new beginnings, a place where charming gathering spots foster new friendship, where nature intersects with human curiosity, and where each day is a new chapter in the most exciting story yet to be written yours. The Greater Palm Springs area has helped the famous unplug for decades, from U.S. presidents to the most glamorous Hollywood stars. But key to our story of inspiration is the man himself, Walt Disney. Of all the destinations in the world, Walt chose Palm Springs as his favorite special retreat, as he referred to it his laughing place. Though not many of Though not many are aware of this source of his inspiration, those among us who fondly remember gathering by the TV to watch Walt conjure colorful dreams on Sunday nights certainly know the result. The Palm Springs area is also a popular area for retirement communities. Notably, the first Disney generation is reaching retirement age and is likely the target market for Catino. Thanks to 
a new generation of dreamers, this same land of inspiration can be yours. Inspired by this legacy are some of the latest visitors to this wellspring. The Walt Disney Imagineers, whose magic infuses this one-of-a-kind place, as well as the expert staff of DMB Development a Scottsdale-based developer specializing in unique communities in the Western U.S. The very heart of any story living by Disney community rests in Disney's vision of vibrant settings and magical possibilities. Imagination and inspiration have been carefully infused into every detail to provide invigorating and rejuvenating environments and activities. In Catino, a story living by Disney community, a voluntary club membership offers access to waterfront to a waterfront clubhouse, a club-only beach area, and recreational water activities, as well as Disney entertainment and activities throughout the year at an additional fee. Disney is looking at other areas in the U.S. to develop more story-living communities. Well, what a huge development and a huge announcement. And you know there's going to be demand. There was demand when they did it. In Celebration, Florida, there's demand when they built Golden Oaks. It it remains to be seen, like, will these be comparable to Golden Oaks? Is this going to be a little bit more accessible? Like, what's the price point? But if they're offering things like uh, that club membership, they're doing things like seminars, entertainment, philanthropic endeavors, Imagine what the homeowner association fee is going to be monthly. Like, <laughs> it, it might be the most expensive retirement community ever. Um, and I, I think by the first generation of Disney goers reaching retirement age, if I'm thinking correctly, that would be essentially the kids who grew up going to Disney World like right when it opened, like kids in yeah. the 70s. In, maybe very early 80s who are now upper 50s and 60s um or i guess very young kids when disneyland opened who are, are certainly now in retirement age uh but you know disney has to have something for everybody they're capturing like value in every little segment of the market there's a whole millennial generation of disney adults who find their joy and, you know, having a bunch of theme park experiences. And now this is the next step in immersive Disney branding. <laughs> but I don't think people should understand. I don't think the Disney nods here are going to be overwhelming. It seems like they're taking more of the Joe Rody approach of digging into the history and the culture of the specific area and highlighting that from a storytelling perspective which I think is smart. It's not just going to be like, hey, I want to live here and I want my uh, interior design to be all Disney themed and I want to go to Chef Mickey's in the clubhouse every morning for breakfast. And it's not going to be that. It's going to be very, very different than that. Yeah, if you look at the concept art, there aren't really any major Disney, like explicitly Disney like overtones that I can tell just based on the concept art like it looks beautiful it looks like it looks really modern but also like i don't i don't even know how to describe it i would recommend looking at the yeah um, check out the concept art it doesn't seem overly disney it's very subtle at least of of this moment and i kept thinking of wally 
in uh, big and large, <laughs> just how that, that company started to do literally everything. Like imagine living out here in, in this place in California, and then you're uh, living in a Disney home, driving your company car to work at Disney Disneyland. <laughs> um, they're partnering with State Farm now, so you've got your Disney insurance. <laughs> Amazing. Your your entertainment nightly is, you know, watching Disney Plus or one of the hundreds of Disney media properties. So they're they're expanding their range to literally everything that you can think of. Um, but all right, let's move on because this is a hilarious story that I wanted to cover. There are more important stories, and I'll, I'll mention those afterwards, but I thought we could all use a laugh. So here, this is a roller coaster right now. I don't know what was going on in early February, but there were a string of fights that took place in Disney Springs. And this happened two weeks ago. There were two sisters, aged 29 and 31, visiting Walt Disney World with their family. And apparently the evening started off pretty well. They had dinner at a steakhouse, got some drinks at an Irish pub, probably Raglan Road. I don't know if there's another Irish pub in Disney Springs, but the article didn't specify. But the trouble began when both of their phones apparently died and they couldn't get an Uber back to their off-property hotel. So Disney security officer called them an Uber, but the driver refused to pick them up because they were too belligerently drunk. And this led to the older sister slapping the younger one, calling her a bad mom, and then all heck broke, loo broke loose. <laughs> there was like a screaming match. They went over to the Cirque du Soleil area. And the eventual sheriff's report said this. Both females were screaming at each other. The security manager said one female was sitting on a bench while the second female was standing over her. After attempting to calm down the situation, the security manager said one female slapped the other in the face. At that point, both females began punching, slapping, and pulling each other's hair. The security manager pulled the two drunk guests apart. Once separated, both sisters ran at each other, slipped in the younger sister's vomit, then <laughs> fell into the bushes while still fighting. The security manager stated, the younger sister ran a few feet away and took off her dress, exposing her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after, they began to punch each other again. The security manager and another cast member who witnessed the fight were able to separate the two again until off-duty deputies arrived on the scene. Wow. wow. Could you just like stripping down to continue a fight, <laughs> like getting naked to fight with your with your sibling? <laughs> I can't imagine having a sibling fight that intense either like they're attacking each other yeah rolling like, into the bushes <laughs> <laughs> slipping on each other's vomit that oh yeah that's so gross J complete ridiculousness wild wild story so it must be something in those drinks they might they they might be making them a little bit too strong they have to tone it down a little bit <laughs> but also in the news these are very important a lot has come out over the past few days so now the new castle show at Magic Kingdom, Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair, that has premiered. The Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster is opening on Memorial Day weekend at Epcot. And then we are days away 
from the Galactic Star Cruiser's maiden voyage. They have done some media coverage of that. Uh, People who are really influential vloggers and bloggers and reporters have gotten to be on one of the voyages. I haven't listened to anything or heard any feedback from that yet. I will be on YouTube exploring that later today, but uh, it's going to be really cool to hear what people start saying. The diehard fans are taking the first few voyages, and this is really big for Disney. They have to hit a home run here. They've invested so much time and energy to developing this new immersive resort experience. But please stay tuned today for our topic. Because so much is coming back in terms of shows, character meet and greets, character dining, nighttime spectaculars, parades, we thought it might be good to just do a few kid-friendly itineraries. We had one episode at this point a couple years ago where our parents joined us to talk about taking kids to Disney, and now Emma and I have developed some very specific um, daily itineraries. If you have kids between the ages of about 3 to to 8 or 3 to 10, um, and you're down in the parks. So stay tuned. That topic is coming right up. Right, having kid-friendly days at Disney World. The worst thing ever is when you're in the parks and you see parents that are just demanding that their kids have a good time. Even though the kids are clearly exhausted, they need to like <laughs> either go inside and cool off or take a nap or just do something different, but the parents are the ones that are being like, it's my day. <laughs> and the, the weird thing is, like, I, can, I would imagine that you'd have such a great time as a parent if you were watching your kids, like, enjoy the Disney experience, right? Yeah. And Disney plans things that aren't exclusively oriented towards one demographic. Like, some of the things that appeal to kids are also funny for adults, Case in point being the Frozen sing-along in Hollywood Studios. That was excellent for all ages, and the kids were going nuts. But the people hosting, when we tried that a few years ago, were really, really funny. And that um, made sure that the adults had a good time, too. So, Emma, you're going to start us off today. If you had one day to spend at Disney, either in the parks, resorts, a combination of those, Disney Springs, what would you suggest doing so i chose to talk about a day at animal kingdom with younger kids uh and i think that taking your kids to animal kingdom uh, is a great idea because there are a lot of shows and there are a lot of animal experiences so especially if your kid likes animals there are tons of fun opportunities to kind of explore that um First of all, just to set your day up to be decent, you should rent a stroller, um, at least one. Uh, 
<laughs> that way. <laughs> I, I put that in my suggestion too. I was like, <laughs> get to the park, rent a stroller immediately. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Because that way, if your kid's tired, they can just lay down and take a nap. No, no questions asked. It's super easy. Um, so I would recommend getting to the park near opening and heading straight for Kilimanjaro Safari. This is what we usually do um, because you don't want to wait too long because the later in the day it gets, the hotter it'll be and the less active the animals will be. And then after that, kind of for the same reason, I would check out the gorilla trails and the other animals around the park. Um, so this is basically like the zoo experience part of Animal Kingdom. Uh, then I would say um, throughout the day, um, I think that quick service would be okay. Um, and I would say that going to It's Tough to Be a Bug is a great idea if your kids are brave or they like bugs. If you have really young kids, maybe not, because it's a little scary. But if, if they're a little bit older, um, yeah, it, it's good. Um, yeah, that's when I would be really hesitant <laughs> Yeah, in terms of doing, like, maybe around eight years old and up there have just been so many times where we hear kids screaming in that thing because the poor parents don't understand that it's actually pretty scary it's scary <laughs> it's really scary um yeah so take caution with that another thing to do that i used to love when i was younger um was dino land usa there's triceratops spin which is always like a nice ride. Um, and then there are a ton of like places around there. You can like climb on dinosaurs. You can, you, there's so much to do. Just exploring that area is a great use of time. Um, don't take your kids on dinosaur though. Not, probably not a good idea. Unless again, they're older and brave. Uh, so then after that, um, you could catch Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond, which is opening this year, um, and a celebration of Festival of the Lion King. Uh, those two shows are great, and they're the perfect length to sit through. Your kid's not going to get bored because they're not long enough to be boring, Um and they're genuinely good shows. Well, I get, I'm assuming that the new Finding Nemo will be a good show. Um, so I would also recommend going to Pandora. And a really chill ride is Navi River Journey. I think that people of all ages could appreciate that ride for what it is. It's it's beautiful. and Yeah, I can imagine um, the kids just being in awe over the bioluminescent glow-in-the-dark type of yeah. uh, flora and fauna that are happening throughout the ride. And, and then the big animatronic. Exactly. Yep. Great music, too. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that one's not scary at all. Um, so, highly recommend that. And then there are other things around the park, like Conservation Station. Um, for a little bit older kids, the animation experience, uh, and as far as food goes, 
I would recommend having the character dining at Tusker House. Uh, I think any character dining experience is really fun for kids. Um, Tusker House has a great reputation. I love Tusker House. We've done it one time. It's so cute because all of the characters are dressed up in safari gear. And it has Mickey, there's Goofy. That inspired me to get a Safari Goofy little plush. Do you remember that, Emma? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, our Goofy in our collection was the Safari one. He had a camera. And there's Donald and there's probably one more. I mean, it's like the main five that are in there. So it's great. And they have the classic stuff for breakfast. If you want like a good meal as an adult, then they offer that during lunch and dinner. They've got, I'm just looking up right now, they have uh, Durban chicken, egg curry, they have Moroccan spiced beef, uh, spit roasted herb chicken, they've got a green curry shrimp. Um, and then they offer, of course, all of the comforting kid things as well. So your your little ones won't be upset because they have to uh, be eating jasmine rice and Moroccan spiced beef. They can still have their mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what they're into. Yeah. But such a cute thing. The only thing with Animal Kingdom is I can imagine that there are just some young kids who cannot go without a nap in the middle of the day. You know, sometimes it's just a necessity that you have to return back to the resort. And unless you're staying in Animal Kingdom Lodge, Animal Kingdom is pretty much the most inconvenient theme park to get transportation to it's not incredibly close to the other resorts so i i'd recommend you know a full vacation to animal kingdom lodge it's so fun um it's the perfect partner because you can also watch all the animals on the savanna and there's an incredible huge pool there as well um but just know that if you have to be leaving in the middle of the day this can be an inconvenient theme park to get to and from all right. Great option there. I did my itinerary thinking about Magic Kingdom in that area. So before I get into it, I just say for this trip, I'm imagining staying in a DVC villa at Bay Lake Tower just because it's a better financial option than staying at the Contemporary. And okay, maybe your kids really like The Incredibles. And they have those themed rooms, even though that really upsets me, (laughs) you could stay there. But I pretty much suggest the villas at Bay Lake Tower. They're really nice. Believe it or not, I recommend starting your day with a character breakfast at Chef Mickey's. Hey, this is about the kids. It's not about me having good food. The food doesn't have to be good for the kids to enjoy it. (laughs) It's just like Emma mentioned with Tusker House. It's the main five. You get to see all those classic characters, great photo opportunities, and they do create a very kid-friendly, enjoyable atmosphere. And it's loud. Just know that. You might want to bring headphones just for yourself, not, not for your kids. But after that, a little early character breakfast, I'd suggest taking that monorail or walking over to Magic Kingdom, whichever you prefer, and absolutely rent that stroller. Or if you need to, get two. I would take the kids to see 
Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair first. I love watching the castle show. It's just, it's a really special type of thing. Anything that happens with the castle is special. And I think kids would enjoy it especially. And then we would spend some time in the Fantasyland section. If you get there early enough, it's actually pretty easy to knock out Peter Pan's Flight, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mad Tea Party, It's a Small World, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, and Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. That sounds like a lot of attractions in a row, and maybe it is, but things right at the beginning of the morning shouldn't really exceed 30 minutes especially if you hit up Peter Pan's flight first, because that'll get to about an hour. The other ones are manageable. And then it's probably time for some lunch at this point. You just did four or five rides. And if money is not a worry for you, I would definitely recommend you take everybody to Be Our Guest restaurant. You cannot beat the ambiance in there. Just like we were talking about riding the Navi River Journey attraction, the kids being in awe watching the bioluminescent flora and fauna here you're just looking around at the incredibly themed space it is amazing i really want to go back there because we've only eaten at this place once and just for the ambiance alone i don't even care about the food i just want to go back into this place Um, kids love it the other benefit of that is that you can also link it with the Bell's Magical Tales attraction. So I think I would do that immediately afterwards. And we don't talk about this attraction very much, but it's a super cool, interactive, theatrical retelling of Beauty and the Beast. And the cast members working there do a great job of getting the kids involved to help tell the story. They're they're acting out things. They're getting into these really cute costumes. And They do a pretty funny job of incorporating the adults here, too. Emma, when we did this at one time, was dad cast in one of the roles? I don't remember. I I was just thinking about that. Something happened with dad. Was he, like, cast as Maurice or something? Maybe. He was either cast as something like that, or he was just really, really excited and wanting to be cast. He was trying to do it pretty hard, which doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could remember exactly what it was, because I remember it being funny, but I don't remember. Yeah. And then if your kids are on the younger side, it might be time to consider that midday nap. That's why I suggest a Bay Lake Tower. It's so priceless to have that walking distance back to your resort. And it's even more convenient than staying at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, I think that we all loved that place. Even though it was technically in the Magic Kingdom area, though, it was just less convenient waiting for the bus or ferry than being able to walk or having the monorail take you there. So that's just a huge advantage. You can get to and fro so easily. Going back at one or two o'clock for a little nap is not an issue at all. So if the youngest kid needs some shut eye, then maybe the older kids can enjoy some time at the pool or they could go to Bay Lake Towers Extraordinary Community Center, which I've talked about before. They have great games and crafts. Frequently characters will stop by. If they haven't returned to the characters here yet, I'm sure that will be returning very soon. And I would recommend heading back to the park around 4 o'clock. 
Of course, your mileage may vary. You know what your kids like, but the Princess Fairy Tale Hall is back up and running. And I would go here next. The kids will always be able to meet Cinderella here. And then there is another princess that rotates. It, it just kind of depends on the day who that will be. And it might be close to dinner time after that. Another restaurant that I personally hate, but that is wonderful for kids, would be Cosmic Rays. What kid doesn't like the super basic, slightly gross food options? So hit that up. Or if they enjoy hot dogs, definitely go to Casey's. Um, fun atmosphere there, too. And after dinner, I think it just depends on the types of experiences that your kids like. Obviously, at Magic Kingdom, there's so much that you could do. If they're a little bit more into thrill, then Pirates of the Caribbean is great. Splash Mountain is great. You could do Jungle Cruise. That's not really scary. Um, that's a good option. But if they're more just, I want to watch a show, let's lay back for a while. You could take them to see the Country Bear Jamboree. You could go into Mickey's Fill Our Magic. What are some other kid-friendly attractions that I'm missing? I guess you could do the the carousel. You can go to Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. You can ride the... Oh, yeah, Buzz. That's a great option. You could ride the People Mover. Yeah, the Astro Orbiter. Right. Mm -hmm. Um... There's yeah. plenty to do. <laughs> plenty to do in Magic Kingdom. Oh, one thing that slipped my mind that is good to let our listeners know about and for kids, the Festival of Fantasy Parade is returning on March 9th. So just about a week away at this point. Literally, Emma, you can <laughs> see it. Literally the day. <laughs> that's the day after I go Oh, to one day later. That's right. That is the day after. Oh, that's my gosh. Jeez. At least I won't have that song stuck in my yeah, head. Yeah, true. And that's <laughs> that's a midday thing. So it might interrupt the nap schedule. But if it doesn't, who doesn't love a parade if you're, you know, six years old? Parades are fascinating. And you have the benefit of being in Magic Kingdom and you can see Disney Enchantment, watch some fireworks at night. They're, they're still not open incredibly late. At, at the moment, I think Magic Kingdom is closing around 9 or 10 right now. So that's not ridiculous. Um, and your kids will probably really like to stay up for that. Or like Kylie and I used to do, uh, you might just fall asleep in the stroller. <laughs> that That's always an option. But then at least the adults can enjoy the fireworks. And they don't have to worry about the kids crying because they can't see. And someone's blocking their... Their, their vision, yeah. their line of sight. <laughs> All right, so those were two good things. What about, Emma, other off-property experiences that we didn't mention? One thing coming to my mind, of course, would be like Winter Summerland mini golf or the water parks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Definitely check out mini golf and um, the water parks. And then even if you want to like explore some resorts pools um that's always a good option um, oh that would be a fascinating idea like what if you just spend a day pool hopping with your kids you know what <laughs> that, that's you think interesting that... i would think kids would enjoy that right 
And there are, the resorts also have a whole bunch of recreation options. So you don't just have to swim all day. Yeah. But if you went to three different resorts with phenomenal pools, that might be a really fun yeah. way to spend your time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Unfortunately, you cannot do yeah, that a- at Stormalong Bay. So you've got you've to yeah. stay at Beach Club or Yacht Club if you really want to do that. But you can go to any other place. Yeah. And there's also Disney Springs uh, where you can find things. Um, yeah. There's the Lego store. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. World of Disney Lego store. Uh, it can be kind of overwhelming, Disney Springs. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. gotten older in terms of their target demographic, but there's still an array of kid-friendly dining options entertainment options and shopping options like even the uh waterfront theater i believe it's called waterfronts in in the name but they Mm -hmm. have a whole bunch of live entertainment happening throughout the day and kids can sit out and enjoy that get some ice cream get some donuts watch a movie at the amc (laughs) you might even catch a brawl yeah catch two naked women slipping in vomit and fighting (laughs) (laughs) just the fact that that would the fact that both of their phones died i know that would be like if i saw that happen i think that that would be the perfect trip that would be i I would just Just be cracking up i know just seeing something so weird like that and i think there there are only two types of people in this world people who charge their phone every night and people who constantly their phone's running out of battery they're like constantly on two percent. Yeah. But I really Which I really shouldn't you? talk though, because at Disney, <laughs> that freaking app drains your battery so fast. So yeah. I'm definitely the charge my phone every night type of person. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't think I am. Uh I <laughs> you're the, so. you're, as your phone drops, you're the twenty percent or yeah. below. <laughs> Oh, all right. Wow, I can't believe you're two weeks out from your trip. Less than that at this point, right? And yeah. I'm about three yeah. weeks out. Oof. March is going to fly. February flew by. Yep. And March is going to be even crazier as I'm counting down the days <laughs> until this Orlando trip. Yeah. Uh, and we cannot wait to bring you some awesome content. I think it's been tough for us not to be able to speak about the 50th anniversary events from a firsthand mm-hmm. perspective. And this is going to be really great to at least see most of the new things that are being offered. And I'll be gushing about Ratatouille and Harmonious and critiquing Disney Enchantment and all the new decorations and the golden statues and the merchandise. So that will all be, be coming up to our wonderful listeners really soon. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Disney Daydream Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one. Remember, be kind to one another and take the time to find a magical moment in each and every day. Bye.